this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the true story of a New York City boy with big town hopes and small neighborhood dreams of becoming BFFs with the Real Housewives and other Bravo celebrities. Then, one day, that dream actually came true. Let me take you behind the velvet rope. Hi guys, this is David. Welcome back behind the velvet rope. We got to get right into it today because we are joined back, back behind the velvet rope with the one and only Ali Ashori from Shots of Sunset. What is going on? A lot going on. I mean, we have to, I'm okay. I mean, I think I might be better than you. Yeah, there's a lot going on, and um, unfortunately, I wasn't given the chance to speak my side of the story, and it's just unfortunate. Well, I mean, getting right into it, that's really my first question is, like, we had a Shaw's reunion, like, two months after the season ended, and you were not there. But I was talked the whole time about... Well, that's the whole thing. So, I mean, I guess let's start with the first question. Like, why were you not at the reunion? That's a question people have. I don't know. I mean, I'm assuming the, the reason that I wasn't there is because, like, during filming of the season, Reza, Ratza, I'm going to refer to Reza as Ratza because I think it's sitting. He looks like a rat. He is a rat and he acts like one. Um, so I'm going to call him that. And I think that he probably had a sissy fit and was saying that um, I'm not going to be there at the reunion if Ali's there, like how he did during the season. He said, I'm not filming with you or anyone that films with Ali. Uh, so that's why, you, you know, we had this choppy series of, you know, the stories being not matching up. Everyone's kind of saying whatever they want to say to save themselves and the truth not being out there. Well, that's the thing. I mean, they talk about you the whole time, you know, about, well, look, I mean, the crux of the whole argument, well, not the whole argument, but the whole 
gist of MJ and Reza being in a feud is that Reza thinks that MJ said to you, go after Reza. And I feel like the one way to, not one, but a good way to get to the bottom of this, he said, she said, is if you were sitting at the reunion and you were asked directly that question, which we can get into. But that's why I was just like, I was waiting to see you at the reunion and you were nowhere to be found. It was honestly really hard to watch for me because I, I had to watch it in segments. I couldn't watch the whole thing in one sitting. It was just very difficult because there's so many lies that have been said that, and I'm sitting there jumping up and down in my living room. I'm like, I can't believe this is happening. This is what they're saying. I mean, it was just, it was just crazy to be on the other end of it and see what is actually being shown to the public. And this was not a reunion. This was a fake sham reunion. Um, everything about it was fake. And it was just crazy that I don't, like if all reunions are like this, then we're not getting any reunions that are the truth. And you made it, you've watched the whole thing now, like both parts? Yes, I watched the whole thing. And why do you think it was, why was it, I mean, I don't know the exact number of weeks, but like, why was it, I mean, I just assumed we weren't getting a reunion. Like, why was it a month or two later? I mean, not. I think it's because of the the pandemic, and also because uh, Golnasa had a baby. Um, so it, everything went into a factor. Um, I'm, I'm assuming. I'm, I'm assuming. I don't know something maybe about um, funding too. Like, you know, the Bravo was trying to save money. I don't know. I don't know how that things, those things, logistics goes, fiscal, fiscal logistics goes, but I think that, that all goes into a factor. Um, and let's just say, let's be honest, like, the pandemic has affected every, um, uh, you know, every organization, every industry that, you know, that, that our society relies on and entertainment industry has been affected as well. So it's safe to assume that it's because of that and everything else combined, um, the reunion was delayed. That makes sense. So just to recap, to bring everyone up to speed, I mean, everyone should be up to speed, but basically your involvement with this season is that you claim that Adam was sending you sexual text messages and was playing naked Jenga with other guys behind Reza's back. Yes. And then you told this, you shared this info to Destiny. Miss Destiny Rose, and she told Reza, and then that led to like a sit down between you, Reza, and her. And she's now saying that, well, during that sit down, you then said you felt sexually harassed by Adam. And Destiny says that she never thought you were going to use those words. And if she knew you were going to use those words, she may not have agreed to this sit down. And when she asked you why you use those words, you said, MJ told me to do it. Which really is the issue now between Reza and MJ, that Reza feels that MJ kind of used you and Destiny to cause trouble against her good friend, Reza. Okay, so all of that is like variation of the truth, okay? So let me, I'm gonna tell everybody the truth. I have nothing to lie, I have nothing to, there's no reason for me to lie, okay? I have like no incentive for me to lie. I, I look like the villain. I am the one that is the shitster. I, I, my whole reputation is ruined. Um, 
So I'm going, there's no reason, there's nothing, it can't get worse than it has for me. So they're literally sitting there trash talking me, talking so much shit about me, and I'm not there to defend myself, okay? So this, all this started, I'll, I'll explain the whole timeline. So this was the way that me and Adam became friends, okay? So we became friends in four years ago. And it was fun at first. Like it was, he was sending me memes and gifts and it was funny. Like it was be like, ha ha, look at this. It, it was just like, like innocent, right? Then it turned into, like gradually turned into him asking me about my sex life and then making fun of my sex life and saying, who did you hook up with? How many guys did you have sex with? And then he would send gifts and memes in relation to that and be like, this is, is this you getting getting fucked? Is this you doing in, in can you do this? Can you want do you want to take this dick down your throat? Like do you want to gag on this? Like stuff like that that was so offensive. I don't talk to any of my friends like that. I don't know. Andy said that he has friends that talk to him like that. And if he does, he has to really evaluate his um friendships with those friends because I'm not the kind of person that would talk to my friends like that. Then it turned into like, it just got to more aggressive daily. I would get three, four messages a day um, saying things like that to me. And I just would not respond. There's sometimes I would respond. Um, I would send an eye roll emoji or like some LOL, just something just show that, that, that I'm uncomfortable. Okay. And in person, I had told him, stop sending that to me stop sending me these things it's making me uncomfortable i don't want to hear i don't want to talk to you like that we don't have that kind of friendship where you can just like tell me things i don't i'm not your fuck buddy i don't like to talk about my sex life like that like personal questions even you see in the show reza is screaming at adam saying that why are you asking your friends such deep sexual um questions and he admits when he's comfortable with somebody he asks everything under the sun like so it's right there he admits to it that he's done that okay and i just felt like it was uncomfortable i it was just un, it was a it was a line that was crossed and i just did not like it so i told this to my friends two girls that i was so close to destiny and um mj that this um that this is happening and I feel uncomfortable. They both knew the, the gist of the messages. They had not seen them, okay? They both knew the gist of the messages, what was being said to me, how I felt, and how I didn't like it. And this is coming after, this is in 2018 to 2019. This is after the wedding, um, after um, MJ's um, on bed rest. So we're talking on FaceTime, the three of us, very close every day, talking about everything, just just being friends, like just being there for each other, right? And I thought these were, you know, these girls were my closest friends. Because I talked to them literally every day about everything in my life. And they knew everything about me. So um, when I said, you know, that I want to talk about this, like in, in the new season, like when it comes up, I want to talk about it. They said, okay, go ahead and talk about it will be there with you to support you. So my original idea, I was gonna talk about it. It's my idea, it's no one else's idea. So it's, if you want to put the whole blame on me about how this all came out, it's me. I am the one that wanted to do it. Um, 
I said that I want to do it in a, in a group setting where we're all sitting there and you guys are there and you have my back and I just tell rats off everything. Okay. Um, and they were like, okay, we'll have your back. Everything is fine. Whatever. Now the, the, the week before, um, MJ went to the hospital. Okay. That's when we, it was like a Thursday or it was like a, like a, like a, it's like a, Wednesday. It was like a Wednesday night. It was a Wednesday before she went to the hospital. Okay. She was still on bed rest. Okay. Um, that's when I had my, my shoot with destiny. Okay. That's my original shoot with destiny. Okay. She did not know that I was going to bring it up that day. This is on camera now. Right. This is the first thing that when I showed the text on my phone to destiny, she didn't know that I was going to bring this up to her that day. Okay. Um, that morning I had a conversation with MJ. MJ was like, well, just go tell Destiny what, like, we talked, what you talked about because I'm not there and you're, you're filming with Destiny and she already knows. So just go tell her. And I said, okay, well, I'm going to go, I'm going to go. I'm like, well, I don't know if it's the right time. And she's like, well, it's whatever. Like, if you want to talk about it, go talk about it. So then I went to that lunch with Destiny and I talked about everything that she already knew. I even said sexual harassment that day, okay? Because I have said it before that day, and it, was, it wasn't elaborated. It wasn't just my story, like how Mike is saying that I elaborated the story and got bigger and bigger and bigger to get myself a bigger position in the show. That's not true. I said sexual harassment. It was cut from that scene, and I didn't show it. Um, I said that to Destiny, Destiny went along with it. She knew exactly what I was going to say. She knew what to, what to say in response back to what I was going to say. Because we had, um, she was over at my house before the filming, like, you know, a couple of weeks before. And we were talking about it. And she said that this season's going to be so lit. I'm so excited. It's going to be so fun. Um, and we talked about how I was going to bring up this, the, the situation with Adam. And she said that, okay, this is what I'm going to say when you say this. So she literally sat there in my living room and practiced with me what she wanted to say when I brought it up. So she was already prepared. The only thing that she wasn't prepared for was the timing, like when I did it, which she was saying it wasn't the right time for me when you brought it up. You know how she was, we were at um, Adidas um, retirement, retirement party. Yeah. And Destiny was saying that I didn't know that he was going to bring it up that day. Yeah, that's true. I, he, she didn't know, but she knew it was coming. And that's how I brought it because I just, she just, you know, she knew. Then when I'm talking about it, she has every, she has every chance she can to stop it if she didn't want this out. Right? Like if I'm talking to you about something that you know that I'm going to say, and if you don't want it at that time, you can literally change the subject or give me a signal or something that don't talk about it. And I would not have talked about it. When there's cameras right there. Right. But she didn't. She went with it. She laughed. She acted. She was like, oh, oh my God. Oh my God, I can't. This is dingling. Like all this stuff. Like, like she said all these things and she was literally acting. But she knew exactly how, what I was going to say and when I brought it up. Okay. Um. Then after that scene was over, okay, after that scene was over, she had another scene with Gomesa. Um, she came to my house and changed for her next scene, okay? So she came to my house and um, we were on the phone and 
MJ called and I said that I did it. And she was like, okay, well, how did it go? We were just talking like normal, like nothing's happened. And Destiny was, was saying even, I have your back, you know, just gonna start some shit. You're my brother, I have your back. You know, of course I'm gonna have your back. Like, you know, I'm there for you no matter what. Don't worry about it. It's gonna be fine. Okay. Okay, one question. <laughs> I, I'm with you so far, but like, so in the past when you talked about this with MJ and Destiny, you mentioned the word like sexual harassment before, like when you said you and MJ, like they both yeah. heard that before. Yeah, I said it, I've said it the whole time because I felt it. I didn't make it up for the camera. It's like I felt like I was sexually harassed because it's sexual harassment when you're getting text messages that you don't want to receive from someone in sexual nature that's making fun, that's, that's degrading you and your personal life. It's, it's sexual harassment to me. I don't care what anyone else says. MJ could think that it's not sexual harassment. Destiny could think that it's not sexual harassment. Ratsa could probably think that it's common knowledge that his husband is a creep and does this to everybody else, but I don't like it, and I told him not to do it. And I'm not the only one that's felt that way. There are other people. The hairdresser that, that Ratsa keeps bringing up in the, in the reunion, the hairdresser is one of the guys that felt uncomfortable because Adam goes to this hairdresser, and so do I. I've known this hairdresser for 16 years when I lived in Chicago. He's from Detroit, okay? He, I've known him for a very long time. No one's stalking uh, anyone. I'm not, a, I'm not going stalking Rata. Why would I want to stalk this like Persian Teletubby that dresses like Liberace? Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Do you ever ask yourself why are so many dogs suffering with health issues? Well, actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 1,600 dogs through her foundation, says she's seeing more issues with dogs, joints, odors, and health than ever before. And after doing a ton of research, says there's one place we can look to support any dog's health, their food. So she decided to create something she could actually feel good about feeding her dogs, and it's called Superfood Complete. Superfood Complete is the only food I use for the dog in my life, Doherty. Why? Because Doherty's health is so important to me. Doherty is so picky. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. But he loves this dog food. What do I love best about Superfood Complete? The fact that it's made with over 30 of the healthiest ingredients on the planet. But don't take my word for it. Go to badlandsranch.com velvet in order right now to get 50% off your regular priced order with a 90-day money-back guarantee. If you want your dog to experience all these incredible things, go to B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S ranch.com slash velvet today. It's sandal season, and that's something I used to wait all year for. But now with the new Croc-style sandals, I embrace those feel-good summer vibes all year long. 
And you can too. I love Crocs' new getaway sandals. With their new feel-free technology, they're so light and soft, it feels like you don't have shoes on at all. It's like walking on clouds. They're Brooklyn sandals. They're so stylish and sophisticated. They have a classic style and a modern simplicity. And let's not forget their new Miami sandals. They're an elevated silhouette and they have a slight lift, which I love. So thanks to Crocs, these aren't just sandals for a single season. You can wear them year-round. And that's what I love best about Crocs because being this comfortable transcends a single season or a single vacation or even a single moment. It's a mindset. Thank you, Crocs. And right now you get 20% off your next purchase at crocs.com. Just use the code sandals20 at checkout. That's sandals20 at crocs.com for 20% off your purchase. Do you remember Tuesday, September 20th, 2016? Because we do. Because it's the day This Is Us premiered after more than 70 million of you watched our trailer and made our show go viral. I'm Mandy Moore. I am Chris Sullivan. And I am Sterling Brown. We are your hosts of That Was Us, a rewatch podcast starting May 14th. Listen to our episodes wherever you get your podcasts, and you'll be able to watch our episodes on the That Was Us YouTube channel. Um, running around and, and lives in a Tubbytronic Superdome in the Valley. Like, I don't care. I don't care about you for you to go, for, for me to go enough to, like, to stalk you, to go to a hairdresser that you go to. Like, I don't give a fuck about him. And why you said the hairdresser felt uneasy? Go ahead, I'm sorry. Well, you said the hairdresser felt why? Like, he felt uneasy why? The hairdresser, Adam was sending the same kind of text messages to this hairdresser as well. And we would talk about it when I was getting my haircuts. I'm like, oh my God, he sends me these inappropriate text messages because we have a friend in common, right? So we're talking about him, like this is happening and he knows everybody. Like this hairdresser used to date um, Jefferson. So like he knows the group, like he's friends with like the group and he he knows Ratza and Adam and MJ and everyone. Like it's just like, you know, whatever like he's he was part of he knows the people he knows the people around so we were talking about adam saying that he is you know he's a creep he does this to me he's like yes he makes me uncomfortable too he always wants to go to like hiking and stuff but i avoid going hiking with him because i know what it's going to lead to i just i just feel uncomfortable he said that one time he took him to the movies and was holding his hand the whole time during the movies like friends don't do that that's like weird Adam was holding the hairdresser's hand during like a movie when they were like in a movie because he broke up with his boyfriend or something and like Adam felt bad for him and took him to the movies but then he was holding his hand the whole time during the movie like <laughs> that's like huh. and he wasn't dating Reza at this particular time no they, they were married they were married oh. this, is, this is like this is when they're married like this is now, I'm not saying anything happened between them. Like, I'm not saying that. It's just I'm saying that he just doesn't know. He just really um, doesn't understand how um, normal social interactions are between gay men. I just feel like he doesn't realize that. And he, like, crosses the line. And maybe he doesn't know that what he's doing is inappropriate. But it's just that it's, it, it makes people uncomfortable. And I'm not the only one that's felt that way. There are other people too. I just don't want to name them. Like there's so many people that have come to me and said the same thing. And I said that I felt the same way. So I brought it up. 
and I have every right to talk about it. So, okay, so now you film this with Destiny. You call MJ and she says, just go and film because we already talked about this. Like, this is- Right, so this is, this is before she went to the hospital when we, had our, when, we, when we had our scene with Destiny when we're having our lunch scene, okay? MJ goes to the hospital for the baby on a Saturday, okay? And she's there and then, and then I remember this because that was the same weekend where I was going to Coachella. So it's the same Coachella. I was going to Coachella that week, that year, um, and MJ was having the baby that weekend. So she was in the hospital. When I got back from Coachella, it was Monday. That's when she was, um, it got serious, and she was in the, in the ICU. She lost her blood. All that happened Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, okay? So these are the things that happened, like those three days after Coachella is when she had her serious, um, um, you know, childbirth um, complications where it just, it just got, it just went south, okay? Now, when we had our, when we had our scene um, with Destiny before she went to the hospital, okay, um, I got a call, I got a call from production that they were not gonna use the story. Okay, and they were like, we don't want this image for you. We just, we just, we're not gonna use a story, okay? So I was like, okay, I, that, you know, I understand. It's like, just don't talk about it. This is not gonna get anywhere. We're just gonna cut it. Just don't talk about it. So I'm like, okay, fine. That was one of, one of like the calls that I got. So I called Destiny and I told her this. And she said, okay, um, we know not to talk about it now. Don't be, don't be sad. It's okay. Everything's going to be fine. Go have fun. Have fun on your Coachella or whatever. My Coachella experience was at the same weekend as the housewarming party. Okay. Wait, so this, when they said they weren't going to use it, that's before your first scene with Destiny or no? That's that already. You know, that's after my first scene with Destiny, like on that Tuesday or Wednesday or whatever. So I was going to Coachella on Thursday. I got a call when I was driving that they're like, we're not going to use this. Okay. And I have a question. So when you called MJ and she was on bed rest and you were going to film the first scene with destiny and she said, just go and do it. How detailed did the conversation get? Like, did you say, it just was like, just go talk about it, whatever. Like it wasn't anything like she wasn't trying to plot anything. She was just like, if you want to talk about it, go talk about it. She was not like, and she, and this is a story that's mine. Um, I don't buy it for a second that she would have to sell me out to go tell Reza anything that I'm going to talk about because I was also her friend and she did care for me and I cared for her. So we had a really close relationship. And so why would she have to betray one friend to for another friend? It doesn't matter that they've known each other for 30 years. I've long term friendships. Um, you could become a really good friend in a short period of time. Like I've had really, really good friends within a short period of time because you just get to know the person really well and you just connect to them in a level that's, 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 that you wouldn't otherwise, let's say like his, her mom, her dad was dying and my mom is sick. So that's the level of deep connection that we have with each other. So it was very close. We were very supportive of each other. Like when her her dad passed, I was there for her the whole time. So when you're when you have that kind of a friendship with somebody, it's it's just like it doesn't matter how long you've known them. We've I've known MJ for four years, but it doesn't matter. So so what? 
So what I've known her for four years. Like they've known each other for 30 years. Look at what he's doing to her after 30 years. Like clearly time of friendship, how long you've known each other doesn't matter. Like it just doesn't matter. I see what you're saying. And so when you had the initial conversation, you didn't really go over what you were going to say and sexual harassment, but you talked about it before. But she said, like, just whatever. We already talked about this. Go do what you got. Right. Whatever. Like a quick call. We've talked. I said I felt sexually harassed. Right. But not time. that particular day. Yeah, like before, like when she was in bed rest and like me and Destiny and MJ were talking or whatever. So then... Like so now I'm going I'm driving to Coachella they're like saying we're not using this and I'm like okay whatever and I tell Destiny and she's like oh it's okay just have fun it's gonna be fine we'll have we got we know now not to talk about it she said that we know now not to talk about it then I don't know what happened that their decision changed that they were going to go with the story so the housewarming party was that weekend when I was at Coachella Saturday night was the party and Sunday, I'm getting messages from Golnessa. I'm getting messages from Destiny. And I'm getting all these like text messages that said, what did you do? What's going on? What are you starting shit? And I'm like, what happened? So then I'm just like lost at this point because I thought they were not using it. But then they did use it. They went, go, they went with the story. Okay. And um, now they're, everybody's saying it's me that uh, planned this whole thing that I'm plotting and I'm doing this, which is like, well, yeah, I wanted to talk about it. But the way that it happened, I didn't want to do. So the way that I went and told Destiny, I just didn't want to do it that way. I wanted to be in a group where I have my friends, MJ and Destiny there. And if I bring it up to Reza directly, um, they would have my back. That's how I wanted to do it. But then after it happened, after it happened, um, Destiny is like, I'm, I have your back. Everything's going to be fine. But then she realized everything's not going to be fine because Ratsa turned it into um, who done it and tried to point fingers and tried to deflect from his problems um, and said that. And then we had our lunch scene with, with Ratsa and Destiny. And that's when the whole thing happened. And did Destiny know? Because, I mean, that was her claim. Like, I didn't know you were going to say sexual harassment and take it to this she level. Knew. She knew. Yeah. So Destiny knew what you were going to say to Reza, particularly. Yeah, because I said it to her at lunch, at the, at the lunch that, we, that the both of us had, that, she, that, that I said, it's sexual harassment. It's like a Me Too movement. Like, it's kind of like a Me Too in, in like situation where I'm talking about something that's happened to me. It's like borderline. It, it, it's Me Too adjacent, basically. You know what I mean? So I... You know, I said that to her. I said that to her at our lunch. The, the, my lunch with Destiny, I said that to her. So she already knew I was going to bring up sexual harassment. And then when Reza got, when Reza got to the lunch and I showed, her the, showed him the text messages, which included the text messages from the hairdresser and my text messages and other people's text messages and then him cruising the gyms and having strip Jenga. And it's not naked Jenga. They turned it into naked Jenga. I said strip Jenga because that's what it was called. So all of those receipts that I gave to Reza, he got mad and he attacked me. Right. And Destiny what? So she backtracked and said she didn't know you were going to do this. Why? You're saying because of Reza. 
because she's afraid um, uh, because during because she but because Rex has said that you cannot film with me. I don't want him around me. I don't want anyone to be around him. Like he's not my friend. If if you choose to be his friend, then you're not my friend. So at this point, a week later, two weeks later, we've seen like scenes that um, Destiny was supposed to be in, but she's not anymore because of Ratza. So she's losing scenes. So she's freaking out at this point. And so then she flipped. She flipped on me and MJ and said that it was all MJ who orchestrated this and told me to do it. And like, that's it. And that's where we are at. After right. my scene, after my scene with Destiny, I did tell her I had a conversation with MJ that morning. And she's like, go, like, go talk about it. Because Destiny didn't know I was going to bring it up that day. So that's where she's saying that MJ did this, MJ said this, MJ said, go do this. It's all that's, that's why that's all that, that's there. Before we continue this conversation, I just want to say that 2020 has certainly been a year. And at the beginning of quarantine, there was a lot getting in the way of my happiness and achieving my goals. And I turned to BetterHelp, which is online professional counseling. And it really helped me not only achieve happiness during this time, but really achieve my goals. Behind the Velvet Rope went from two times a week to four times a week, and I wrote a book, the Behind the Velvet Rope book. So for anyone that feels that things are getting in the way of their happiness and achieving their goals, I strongly recommend BetterHelp. You don't even have to leave your house. It is online professional counseling, and what I love about it is you can start communicating with them within 24 hours of signing up. Anyone that knows me knows that if you don't get back to me, that is a huge pet peeve of mine. These counselors get back to you in a very timely manner, and you're really matched with a counselor that fits your needs. If you get a counselor that you don't like, you can just request another counselor. Everything, of course, is confidential. They deal with a variety of issues, depression, stress, anxiety, sleep. We're all having trouble sleeping during this. Trauma, anger, family conflicts, self-esteem, grief, LGBTQIA issues. And I have to say, it is actually more affordable than traditional online counseling, and financial aid is available for anyone that cannot afford it. So they're growing so rapidly, and so many people are turning to BetterHelp for help that they're looking for additional counselors in all 50 states. Go to betterhelp.com. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash velvet rope betterhelp.com slash velvet rope and you get 10% off your first month. Join over 1 million people today taking charge of their mental health. You're not alone. If you need help, this is a great solution. Betterhelp.com slash velvet rope and get 10% off your first month. And Destiny, I mean, wouldn't Destiny though be just as afraid? You know, like technically you could argue... MJ is a huge part of the show, too. Like, if Reza's mad at her and she was losing scenes, she could still technically get scenes with MJ, right? Yeah, but she hadn't signed her contract at the time yet, so she wasn't back filming yet. So it took, like, a month later for her to come back. So she, they didn't even know that MJ was coming back. 
And that's why the whole contract controversy is up and saying that she did this so that she could get her contract, she could come back on the show. That's not true. I know why she, this whole thing was happening. I can't talk about it, but that's not true. It's not because of this that she tried to orchestrate something for her to be involved in, for her to come back to the show. Because it really it has nothing to do with her. It has all to do with me. And I'm the one, but it became all about her and me because they had nothing else to do. They're all boring and they have literally no lives and they had to go after me and MJ to make a scene, make a season because otherwise it would be like baby R us. What else would they have? Like their fake surrogacy story. Um, oh my God, we want twins. No, nobody gives a shit. It's all fake. Okay. Um, and then Golden Lester would be having IVF and then MJ would be having her baby. So it'd be like baby RS of sunset. And you're saying, well, I mean, there's a lot of babies. Yes. Um, and you're saying destiny just there's, you have no, nothing really. It doesn't seem like you feel anything for destiny at this point. We have no relationship because she literally, she literally um, turned her back on me crawled up uh, Ratza's rectum like a gerbil and is digging a hole there for herself. So she's paying rent. Like that's why she's there. And you're saying she did this to remain on the show? Yeah. And she has like her story. What was her story this season? Like, please tell me what was her story? Well, this was a big part of it. So she, she needs to thank me instead of not talking to me. And then she throws MJ under the bus too for her place in the show is what you're saying. She threw completely, she literally completely jumped ship because she thought that this, 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 there is no salvation on her part to be, because like at this point, Nima was like not, Nima was also not talking to her um, Golnesta was not talking to her um, Reza was not talking to her and Mike they were all kind of just like what happened what did you do all this stuff so they were all blaming destiny at this point and so she freaked out and she said that it was MJ that did it all and she's the one she had nothing to do with it she had no idea that she this was coming up I and she had that's what she's saying but that's not true she knew she knew exactly what I was going to say she had not seen the text messages that is true. No, neither one of them have because I had just not shown anybody. And is that where Reza is getting this whole MJ put you up to it and you were kind of MJ's yeah. puppet? It's it's 100% from Destiny. Yeah. And no other sources. Yeah, because she took what I said and twisted it. She said that, because I said I talked, I talked to MJ this morning. She said to go talk about it. And I talked about it, but she knew that I was going to talk about it at some point in the season. She just didn't know it was going to be that day. And you don't think Reza's, I mean, is there any truth to Reza's saying, you know, he's upset with MJ because this friendship of 30 years, she basically used you and Destiny to bring him down. No, that's not true. That's not true. I know what he does. Is, he does that on his own. Nobody needs to bring him down. He's a terrible person. He treats people like complete garbage. 
Um, I'll tell you a story. When we were in Palm Springs one weekend, it was me, MJ, Adam, and Retza. And we're checking into a hotel in Palm Springs. And they literally, I felt so embarrassed. I wanted a hole to open in the ground for me to hide because of the way that they were treating the receptionist. Like, terrible. Making fun of the way he looks, making fun of his glasses, making fun of his, how skinny he is, how stupid he is in front of him, talking about him. This is the type of people that they are. They think because a, car, a certain car that's drive or with certain clothes that they wear, they make them better than everybody else. I don't think like that and I don't have friends like that. And this is the type of person when the cameras are down, this is how he treats people. And it's, it's, it's like all over. Like there, it's not, it's a universe. They think they're God's gift to the world. Both of them. I don't know. They look to me, they look like at the reunion with their, with their matching white coats and holding hands. They're like renewing their vows, like Bridal Frankenstein and Ratha together sitting there renewing their, the vows um, and lying about everything that has happened. It was literally crazy to see that and see all the, the, the lies that they're just spewing out of their mouth. And I wasn't there to defend MJ. Um, and MJ would, could, could not even have any, that's why she got so angry and she was getting up and leave and come back and get up and leave and come back because I felt that same way too when I was watching it. I just could not watch it in one sitting. And other than you calling MJ and saying, I'm now going to film this with Destiny for that initial scene, she had no involvement? No. And you still want to salvage a friendship with her, even though she technically isn't exactly coming to your defense. She's not coming to my defense. And that's like, that's showing me, that's showing me that I really don't have any good friends in this group. Like I was a good friend to all of them. I literally had had Andrew's back this whole time and I still love her and I still have her back, even though she doesn't even defend me, not, not one bit. She doesn't even say anything nice about me. Like it's really unfortunate because I, love her and I am not going to go to a level where um, I don't want to, I don't want to get to that level where I, I don't have any relationship with her because I genuinely do love her and I miss her and she's very important to me. And it's sad because of the show's politics that has ruined our friendship. Um, I have no communication with her since the reunion. I don't know what's going on with her. Um, I wish her well and I hope that we can at some point resume our friendship and become, get to a level where we were at before because I really do miss her and I love her so much. When was the last time you spoke to her? Um, it was before the reunion. Like, like we had like a, a call, like, you know, that she was telling, you know, I don't know. It was just short, it was just a very short conversation. But that was the last time I talked to her. I haven't talked to her since. And it's sad because one person has literally ruined all of our relationships. We had a good, I had a good relationship with Destiny. I had a good relationship with MJ. And MJ and Destiny were close. And one person, because of his, because of his um, ego and how narcissistic he is, um, and he can't accept the truth that his husband is a fucking creep. And I outed that out about him. He can't accept that. And he has to point blames at two people and has ruined everybody's life. And as far as these now texts that Adam was sending you, 
Do you have those? Yeah. You want, I can, I'll read some to you because I want people to realize this is, this is why um, I felt like I was sexually harassed. I'm going to read some of them. Let me find them. Hold on. And you had like, you know, I'm not saying I need these right now, but like you have screenshots if someone's like, okay, well, anyone could read a bunch of words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have screenshots. I just don't want to release it I, because I, I really honestly want to move on from this point and just, just move on and just get away from these negative people that have nothing better to do than to destroy people's lives because my life has been affected too. And I, I, and I just don't want, I want, I want better for myself. I'm a better person. I don't need trashy, um, low life loser friends that treat people like that in my life. And I don't have, I don't have any room for it. So I try to get away with it, but I want, I get away from it, but I want to have an opportunity to tell my truth and my side of the story for the viewers, because I think the viewers need to hear it. So do you want me to read some of them for you? Yeah, okay. I do. So there's, okay, so he sends me a, a picture of a, a big dick, of someone else's dick, okay? And I'm, it's January 18th, 4 or 4 p.m., okay? And I like say- 2020? January 18th, um, no, no. 2019. <laughs> 2020. <laughs> We're in 2020. <laughs> right, well, I mean, I'm just like, so it's 2019. 2018. 18, okay. Because we filmed in 19. So this okay, is like, I didn't know if these were like, the, these, <laughs> these are the text messages that you showed up. Yeah. Okay. And I say, and I say, Jesus. Okay. And he says, I'm sure there's a video, video of you and him. Ha ha ha. And I know you wouldn't turn him away. Be like, what's your name? Then before he can answer, his cock is in your mouth. And then I send an eye roll emoji. And then he says, you're right. It's more believable if it's in your booty hole. And I say, you're so annoying. Okay. Now, this is January 18th, 6.06 p.m. Okay, so that was January 18th, 4.04 p.m., right? This is January 18th, 6.06 p.m., so two hours later. He sends me two more porn stills, okay? And he says, oh, my God, girl, someone is leaking stills from your video. I don't respond. January 15th, 5 p.m., can you take this black guy, a porn video? I don't respond. January 16th, 5.45 a.m. Morning. Porn. I don't respond. January 13th, 6.13 p.m. Is this your video of a porn? I don't respond. January 4th, you want to make a video of this one? Ha ha ha. There's a nasty gift of this guy getting blown and like come everywhere. And I'm like, oh my God, that's gross. And he says, you just want it in your face. Another one. I want your video on, is this your video on Tumblr? It's a porn. You got a lot of texts, it it's seems. Like a lot, it's a lot, it's a lot. It's a lot to deal with. Like another one, you want this in your pooper. Like it's, you want Jason to cut your hair like this. Like with a guy like getting a haircut with some guy next to him and like naked. I don't, I, it's just a lot. I was in Miami in March, March 5th. How is Miami? Three gifts. I don't respond. Like they're all just like sexual gifts. I don't respond. 
Um, that was March 5th. March 6th, 6.50 a.m. Girl, you're alive. Porn. Don't respond. Another porn. Then I say, I got home today at two, been sleeping, just woke up to eat something and go back to sleep. So tired. He's like, how was it? It was fun, but I'm dead. I'm tired. I'm sleeping. How many people laid you? None of your business how many people laid me. Did he ever say anything else or was it just mostly gifts and porn? It was gifts and porn and then it directed to me. One, two, three, four of these like, um, of gifts again. Are any of these from your video? I said, okay, stop. It's not cool. These are all text messages that have been sent. So I don't know. I want to talk to, I want to have a question. I want to see if Andy can, if Andy's listening to this. Do your friends talk to you like that, Andy? Does Anderson send you questions, uh, gifts like that? I don't know. That's his best friend, right? And they're both gay. Do they talk to each other like that? Well, that I don't know the answer to. But in the hairdresser receives similar texts. Um, I'll read those to you. Hold on. And you haven't heard from MJ through any of this. No. And she's the one okay. person. So yeah. I screenshot I screenshot what he has sent me to my hairdresser and I'm like, um, it's like the same shit every day. He did a rips on, rips on our friends or sends me inappropriate shit and then saying something about me in regards to them. He's like, yeah, he needs to, the hairdresser is like, yeah, he needs to chill out. It's, and I say, it's nothing significant or interesting or funny, like enough. It's like, you know why he acts like that, right? It's because he's unhappy in his relationship. That's what the hairdresser said, okay? Who is their friend who like, supposedly, oh, we need to discuss the recording part too. Let's not forget that because I want to talk, I want to address that. Um, and I said, I feel the same way, totally, totally nailed it. Um, he says, I know, why do you think he does it with me too? Okay, I'm like, I don't know, it's so weird, I don't get it. He's like, and then he responds, well, no, not that part, let's see. Okay, so this is what the hairdresser says. Adam is a good guy. He just needs to learn boundaries and, and his audience about it. I enjoy him when he's actually not talking about assholes and cock, which is every day and every time, every second. I talk about my grandma. It'll turn into assholes and cock. Like literally any conversation, all, all conversations leads to sex with Adam. And then I sent like the one that I said, I said four, the, the four emoji ones that I said, and I said, okay, stop. Yeah. I screenshot those and I sent it to the hairdresser. He's like, ew, who sent those? And I'm like, Adam. He's like, yes. And he's like, he needs to stop, like seriously. He's like, I mean, one pick is a lot, but three, come on, what's up with him? And these are all the printouts, all of these gifts. These are the ones that I sent, I gave Reza. And he, okay, so there's another text. Um, I always do that and I tell him, and he's like, he's like, same with me, getting messages, right? He's like, I always do that and I tell him, it's making me uncomfortable. He's, he goes silent for a couple of days and, and then he starts again, the same shit. 
So it's not just me. I, I, it's not just me. There's other people that felt the same way. And if so, this is not sexual harassment, I don't know what is. Like, I don't, I don't, what is this? Like, joking? I'm joking with you. If I did, the, if, if, if a girl got this from a straight guy, let's say Paulina got this from a straight guy, Mike would have his fucking, lose his shit. And he's sitting, Mike, and Mike is sitting there telling me that he hates me. And he, like, what have I ever done to you? And nothing. I've never, and he doesn't even know me. And he's sitting there talking shit about me and saying he hates the guy. I'm thirsty and all that stuff. No, bitches, you're all thirsty because you all used me for a story for season eight. Otherwise, you had Baby Daughter Us on Shots of Sunset. That's all you would have. With a broken record of um, Mike being the broken record with a new girl, new season, same story. How many Shabbat Shalom dinners are we going to have with the girl cooking for the family? Every season there is one scene like that, but it's just a different girl. I mean, that's the thing, you feel used. Yeah, I feel used for sure. Like totally feel used. Like I, they're telling, calling me thirsty, but oh, it works both ways. Like, so they used me for a story and I'm, I'm the thirsty one. And is there anyone that you don't feel used by on this whole cast? The entire cast used me. Like literally every single one of them have used me for to get to where, where they are. If, they, if there is a season nine, it'll be a shit show. Like with this cast, like they, like in really, I, I, I don't even know how they're going to move on with this cast with a new season. It's just not, I don't know. And if anyone watches it, I certainly will not be watching it because after the, the, the stunt that they pulled at the reunion with that fake call um, that MJ called Reza, that was all staged. I'm sorry. Like, that is just, like, like I, I, when I saw that, my mind just blew up. That this is actually, this is, this is real life. This is a reality show. Well, it's not how the reunion ended. Do you think the whole call was staged? Yeah, of course. Like, you, see, you even see the camera. <laughs> you see the cameraman in behind, like, when MJ calls. Like, it's obviously. And then the way that it ended, on a cliffhanger, so to speak. Well, I mean, you say you feel used. I mean, you don't feel used by Nima. No, no, I have nothing negative to say about Nima. Nima is, like, Nima did nothing wrong. And, um... I'm, I'm just really like upset, like, I'm just not upset, I'm, I'm hurt, because um, I do like Nima, and we were, had a good friendship, and because of Ratsa, he just stopped talking to me, like, everyone stopped talking to me, and that's my only beef with him, and he's a really good guy, he's not anything, he has, actually has morals and values, he's not like the rest of the cast, he hasn't been corrupted yet by fame, um, but I don't know, I just feel like he could have handled it better, um, you know, in regards to me, he didn't have to listen to you know, Reza for, um, like, and you can't talk to him. Like, he's, everybody's an adult. Everybody can make their own decisions. And you can uh, be friends with whoever you want. We're not in middle school. And what do you say to, like, the quote-unquote mics of the world who do say, like, you're thirsty? You know, like, what people are saying that. Like, you want back on the show. You want to be in the limelight. That's why you're doing this. Like, what do you say to those people? Cheers.
I mean, I'm not saying it. I'm just saying, you know. Do I look like my thirst has been quenched? <laughs> well, that looks like a nice glass of wine, yes. <laughs> I don't like care. Nice I, really don't, I really don't care. I could care less what people think about me, people that don't know me, um, making assumptions about me. I don't care. I'm confident with myself. I'm a good person. I try to do the good thing all the time. And I, that shows with all my friendships. I've been a good friend to Destiny. I've been a good friend to MJ. And if they don't admit it, but I have. And I know that I can sleep well at night knowing that I did the right thing the whole time with both of them, okay? And I, this goes across all my friendships with all my relationships uh, with my friends outside of the show. I'm a good friend. I'm conceited enough to say that, that I'm a good friend. I'm always there for my friends. I will give my shirt off my back to give it to you to make you comfortable if that is the situation. So I'm that kind of person. And if, um, any, if people that don't know me and they're talking shit about me, I really could care less. There are like rats of hands that are like gerbils like in a line trying to crawl into his rectum. Go ahead. I really don't care. Do you think Adam has actually cheated on Reza? I mean, it's one thing to send texts. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I've never heard, I, I don't know if that's actually been any sort of like cheating happened, but there's been indiscretions. There's been naked, jen strip Jenga did happen, okay? He did tell me that he was going to um, be in his, be butt naked if he lost one more game. So he did play strip Jenga, he lied at the reunion. When, and you can tell when he's lying because his eyes like turn. When you're lying, you can't look at the camera. People like that lie can't look straight in the face and it's like a reflex. Like when you say no, like I didn't know, I didn't play Naked Jenga. Oh, I hate calling it Naked Jenga, it's Strip Jenga. <laughs> strip Jenga. Do you think that MJ and Reza have any chance? I mean, in becoming Honestly, friends? Honestly, I don't know. If they, I, I don't know. They if they have to do it for professionally because of the show, that's maybe their only chance of getting back together. Um, there's been too much damage. There's too much hurt. It's not just them. Their husbands are, are also involved. And um, what they did to Tommy is just, I don't know how you could get back from that. I just don't know. You, you sent your, your husband's, your best friend's husband to jail after 30 years, you sent him to jail. And it's like the first year of their child's birth. Like the first like year that it's so sensitive to be with your child and have your newborn and to be there, you have to deal with this drama and to be like accused of something that you haven't done. And, and I, it's unfortunate that I'm in this situation because I do like Tommy. I do love MJ. Um, Tommy, that Tommy won't let me come to their house. So do you think that he's going to, he's going to let Reza come to their house? Like, and I didn't do anything to them. What did I do for Tommy to like hate, like say that I'm not allowed in their house? Like what I just, I did what your wife told me to do as far as like, go talk about it that morning. It, somebody, everybody has to take accountability. You can't just blame it all on me. Everyone needs to be accountable for their actions. I'm, I'm certainly account taking accountability for my actions because if I had not said anything, then none of this would have happened. But then again, if I didn't say anything, you wouldn't have a season eight. Do you think you're the scapegoat because of TV? Like, you're not a cast member? I mean, is that why? Do you think this would have played out differently if there were no TV cameras, if this were just real life? 
with no cameras. Yeah, I'm definitely I'm I'm the skateboard the scapegoat. I got used. Like I'm literally like the um, collateral damage at this point because I came in. I had amazing friendships with MJ. She's like my sister. Like, I love her so much, and she can't even say that. She can't even when Andy asked her, "Are you best friends with Ali?" and she didn't even confirm that. Like it's hurtful to me. I've been for that girl. I've been there for that girl. I was there at the hospital. I was there when her dad died. Like I was there helping her like set up the um, her dad's funeral um, memorial for her. Like I was helping her with everything. Like I I don't I don't like to talk about things that I've done, but like this is just bullshit. Like I've been a good friend to her, and she can't even say that I'm her. I'm I was a good friend. The only thing that I heard her say, unfortunately, she hasn't talked to me. And that's, I mean, that she feels something, but because of TV and the politics and what she's, her, her position in the show, she couldn't even defend, let's just be honest, she couldn't even defend herself for her to defend me. So it's just kind of like, I mean, it's kind of unfair to actually say that, but like in any other situation, she, I want more from my friend. I was there. I've been a good friend to her. I really have. And it's, it's sad. It's sad. It's really, it breaks my heart. This is why I had such a rough year in 2019 because my friendship with MJ means a lot to me. It really does. Like she really is like my family to me. And for her to not even acknowledge that, not even like publicly acknowledge that she doesn't follow me on Instagram. Like why? Like we had like such an amazing bond. We were so, so close and you're, you unfollow me like, and you're following like last like like Kelly Dog. Like she's following Kelly Dog. Like, come on. Like, is Kelly Dog gonna be there for you when you're sick? Or am I gonna be there for you? Did Kelly Dog show up to the hospital when you were when you're almost di- when you're almost dying? I don't think so. No. No. And MJ is the one person out of all of these people that you wanna salvage your friendship with. There's nobody else. I really don't give a shit about anybody else. Honestly. Well, I do care about Nima, but I don't give a shit about anybody else. Nima has done nothing to me, so. But we weren't, we're not that, I've known him for two years, you know what I mean? So it's not like we have a long friendship and it was, and all of last year we didn't really see each other because of the the whole drama. So I've only known Nima for like one year. So, but I do like Nima. I don't have anything negative to say about him. Everyone else, I don't give a fuck for. Like they can all like, I really don't care. And you have no thoughts on whether they could actually salvage this 30-year friendship? I don't know how you can. I don't, if, they, if that works, then, I mean, welcome to LA. Fakeness everywhere. I mean, I don't know. I'm not and, from here, so <laughs> I don't it know. It doesn't <laughs> sound like you're so hopeful for season nine. Not that you work for Bravo or I do. I don't know. I mean, honestly, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the logistics. They had good ratings. You're welcome, Bravo. Um, but I don't know. What else? Is there anything else before we wrap up? Like, what else are we not addressing, not covering? Like, what else? Did oh, I, I want to talk about the, the recording that they're saying that I did with, like, the, I was trying to record Adam. That's not true. I so never, where's, when, remind me, like, where are they saying you did this? So the first part of the reunion, they're saying that I tried to record Adam saying that about the strip Jenga. That's just 
false. That, that's never happened. I've never tried to record anybody. That's, first of all, illegal. You can't record people's voice. Um, I'm not stupid. I would never do that. And second of all, like, we were just, like, I was at MJ's house when he had Strip Jenga the night before. And he called me, okay? And I was at MJ's place, and, 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 he, and he was on speaker. But then um, MJ was like, don't say you're here. So then I was just talking to Adam and I was asking about what happened last night with Trip Jenga and he was talking and he was like, who are you with? And I said, no one. But then me and MJ had posted a picture together on Instagram. So he knew that I liked to her, that I, that I liked to him, that I was with MJ when he actually had a phone call. So he is saying that we try to record him talking about Strip Jenga, which is not true. That just never happened. It's just him being paranoid, bitch, like that he is. Like not even close. Like there was no, no phone out. No. I wasn't even thinking like that. This is this is like 2018. This is like before like before we even went to. This is before we went to Vegas. This is February of 2018. Before we went to Vegas, like it's like the filming hadn't even started for season seven. Like before this was even a thing. Right. Like, I would never even, like, why would I even do that? And you feel at the reunion, everybody was just lying. Everybody was lying. Everybody was lying. Um, I don't even care about what Golnessa was saying. She was high half the time anyway, so I don't really care about her. Um, Good luck. I mean, I hope the baby turns out better than her. Just hoping. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I wonder. Well, I, I, I actually take that back. I don't want to. I don't want to say she's going to be. She's a bad mom. She's she's going to be a good mom. Like I just, I was just being a bitch. But I, <laughs> I just, I don't know. I her. She's disappointing me too because I respected her. I we had a good friendship um, with Golnessa. She helped me with my mom and try to get a, a treatment for my mom. And uh, her mom is amazing. So I don't, I don't want to talk negative about her, but it's just, how could I not when she's talking so much shit about me and calling me a kid, calling me thirsty, calling me like all this stuff. Like, it's just not a call for her. She knows that um, what went down, and like all this stuff and her just not taking, just jumping on the bandwagon to hate MJ. And I'm collateral damage at this point too. You know, she tried to even be like, I'm your friend, like I'm trying to help you, all this stuff. But I know it's bullshit because publicly she's talking negatively about me. I've never said anything negative about her. I've always said that she always helped my mom. Um, You know, she, her mom is amazing and I had a really good friendship with her. But because of, again, because of Ratsa, that all changed and she needed an opportunity to get to, a level where she's in a better position with Reza because of, you know, the situation that she was in before all the seasons one through seven, because she was always the one that was being ganged up on. So now she had the opportunity to gang up on MJ and be on Reza's good terms. And that's why she took that opportunity and like jumped on the MJ hate back, way back, hate wagon. So. Well, listen, I mean, I get, you know, you just, you feel, you feel, used 
is what it is. Yeah, I feel used by everybody. Like, like literally everybody. Like, have you given up hope for your friendship with MJ? You think, do you think? I really, honestly, I have so much going on in my life right now that I need to focus on. And I really, you know, this is not my priority at this point. I've given it my all. I've given it my 100%. I've tried to establish my relationship with her. And I've tried to be, um, you know, for her son's birthday, I send, I send gifts. I mean, I send her housewarming gift. Like, it's just, I've tried everything I can. There's, I need, she needs to meet me halfway if she wants to meet, have a friendship with me. Um, I haven't done anything to her. I haven't, you know, I have not. And I haven't done anything to Tommy. And I'm sorry that Tommy went to jail, but that's not my problem. Um, he should have never lost his control and went to his house and tried to, um, uh, you know, go with, I mean, it just not, doesn't look good if you're trying to go to someone's house and try to be uh, violent. I mean, it's, violence is not the key. I want to talk about the assault, though. I want to talk about um, um, Reza's assault on me. Yes. Okay, so I did file That's a fine. I did file a restraining order against him because um, on Watch What Happens Live, he was asked, "Does he um, re- does he regret being physical and attacking me, and getting physical and attacking me and assaulting me?" And he said, "Absolutely not." And when he said that is when I filed a restraining order because I have a year from the incident that happened for me to file a restraining order. And the when incident was, is what we saw on TV. Right, and that was, that was, that was in April. So uh, I filed, last time I was on your show, I said that I don't know, I haven't, I, haven't, I haven't decided. But then that week I saw the Watch What Happens Live and I was like, well, I'm gonna do something about it because he clearly doesn't give a shit what he did. And he, he's not, it's not okay to put your hands on somebody, no matter what. He's not above the law. He did what he, he, he did. He had the same extreme reaction to um, Tommy, but it just, I mean, like you can't have, you can't do one thing and expect to be uh, protected by the law and then do the same thing to somebody else and then be like, I, it's, it was for a show. So when we went to court, he was saying that it was all because of, like, I knew I was going to come attack him. I knew that I was going to have an altercation with him. Um, I know that, like, this is, this is all part of the show. The show is staged. Like, this was his defense, and unfortunately, the judge believed it. Because it's a reality show, and things like this happen. So, okay, so you went to real court because you yeah. filed a real restraining order. And then what? Rez's argument was... Resolution was that oh that um, this is a show it's a reality show things happen to us all the time you sign a release the show is staged I was I was I knew that I was going to go and attack him I knew that I was going to have some sort of altercation with him that's like like lies he did not know that clearly because I I said sexual harassment that's why he got mad and he started attacking me. And then that was the argument and what happened from that. I'm sorry? So, so that's what Reza argued in court. And then... Yeah. And the then I, I was denied my restraining order because I had filed too late. And even though there was videos of him saying that he wanted to kill me, he was making fun of me, he wanted to beat me up. There's all those videos that I had and I showed in court. And, and they were like, oh, well, we're promoting the show. It's just to get them the, the people to watch the show. That was their defense. And unfortunately, the judge 
sided with them and you know that justice wasn't served but i just don't understand where you can like attack somebody put your hands on someone and be okay with it and then have your pottery be destroyed and send somebody to jail for three years and then for, or for three days and then have a restraining order <laughs> for three years it's a power move they're trying to do that so that they they don't they don't have to film with with Reza and um, they don't have to film with MJ and Tommy in season nine or whatever coming up. They're trying to kick her off the show and that's why they did that. They're not scared in their homes. You think it's all to kick her off the show? Yeah. They're sitting at their home knitting sweaters for their 17 cats. Like, I mean, that's what they do at home. Well, MJ did make a reference to Reza and his cat, so I never okay, knew. Let me tell you a joke. So they have 17 cats, two of them died, and they have 19. <laughs> I never realized Reza liked cats so much. Because he's a pussy. I see there's no love lost between you and Reza. No. I really dislike this person. He's a terrible person. He's a terrible person. And he has a terrible Frankenstein bride. And they're 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 cut from the thin cloth, and they, they are just like disgusting. They're terrible, and and unfortunate. It's unfortunate that they have a platform that they do, and it's unfortunate that Bravo wants representations of people like them showing you know on their shows. It's really sad to have people that are this low and this disgusting and this ratchet, and you want to put give them a platform on your network and have them be representing you, be the face of Bravo. It's really sad. I don't even know what to say to that. It's sad, I, I mean, it's, it's true, it's sad. Like, who, why would you want, why would you want someone that um, is misogynistic and degrades a woman about their, um, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, sexual health and about their what they want to do about their um, situations that they're in about abortions or pregnancies or whatever and have that outed like that the way they did it's disgusting it's disgusting I'm I'm ashamed that they are even allowing this person to be on a show for another season if there's another season it's disgusting like I don't know how every woman in this country is not disgusted and is not writing to Bravo to have this person removed from their shit network. Like his voice to me is like nails on a chalkboard. That's how I feel when I hear his voice. I get that you do not like Reza. I got that the last time we sat down too, but I know you couldn't talk about a lot of things. Yeah. yeah. I mean, listen, things are changing every day. I've seen stranger things happen. 
you like, and MJ, you, you and MJ may be best friends next year at this time. I hope so. I'm hoping for the best. I love her. I don't have anything negative to say about her. Um, so, and I hope that she listens to this because I haven't talked to her. So, I would love it if she listened to this and that's what brought you guys back together. Yeah, no, it would be great. But I, um, I honestly wanted to come on and have a, my voice heard and have this, um, so I can defend her, even though she doesn't defend me. It kind of shows you what kind of person I am. No, I mean, I get, you know, I get that you're hurt. I get that you only want really a relationship with her as opposed to others. I honestly don't know if I would looking back to what happened this season, I don't, I would not do this ever. I wouldn't be part of the show. It's not, it's below, it's beneath me to be part of this show. If they called and begged you to come, please. No, no, absolutely not. I don't want to be associated with, if there's a new cast, maybe, but if, if this, these are the, the animals that I'm supposed to be working with, you know, when you lie down with pigs, you get dirty. Yeah. Bunch of pigs, pigs and rats. You look like them too. Well, I'm sorry you didn't have a good season. <laughs> anything else? I mean, we can talk offline, but anything else we didn't address? I'm trying to think. I don't know. I think I think we got it all. I don't know. I don't know. I have so much to say. It's like I think we got it all. Too. <laughs> I mean, we hit everything on my list. I mean, I think, you know, you've explained things. You know, I do think. Does the timeline seem clear to you? Like, do you understand? Like, is it, like are you, as a viewer, are you not, are you less confused? Because that's what my goal is. Yeah, I'm less confused. And I'm, you know, I'm less confused. Yeah, I'm, I'm less confused. I was confused after the reunion, personally, as a viewer. It, like, was a shit show. It was a, literally a shit show. Everybody screaming, people walking off. Like, I just was like, it was embarrassing. The virtual reunions, I don't know. It was embarrassing. Like, I mean, there's, that was like, we have virtual reunions. This was not the first one. And this was. There needs to be, uh, like, I don't know. I don't know if people need to be t handcuffed into their chairs, but this walking off is a thing. We had like so many walk-offs. How many do we have? <laughs> a lot from all the reunions. I mean, not that I could do any better, but I just, I don't know what the answer is. Yeah. There needs to be like an electric shock or something if you get out of your seat. You know or, the collar that they put on dogs? Or a penalty. <laughs> that seems to be what works with people. You know like a penalty. Collar they, the collars that they put on dogs and they like shock you? Something. Rats on seven. So listen, if you think of anything else, you can be in touch. Okay. It all makes sense, more or less, to me. Where can everyone follow you and send so you love, I'm, uh, not, um, not hate? I, I support love for all. <laughs> if you want to love me, <laughs> I'm on Twitter, um, Instagram, Facebook, Ali Ashori, A-S-H-O-U-R-I. Um, so Everyone and, should follow you. Yeah. So hopefully you feel, you know, like you've told 
your version because you didn't get to tell it at the reunion. That's really what I wanted to accomplish. Yeah, I think I did. Yeah, yeah. I think so too. If you think of anything else, you'll let me know and we'll be in touch regardless. You have me come back on if we forgot something. <laughs> You're, yes, I'm not so sure. This is your second time here. I'm not so sure this is your last time here, you know? I already, if, if, if there is a season nine, you'll have to come back, which I assume there is going to be, you'll have to come back and we can talk I don't know about, about that. Honestly, I don't know. It's like, we can talk about something else other than Shaw's if you come back. Oh, yes, yes. We can talk about other, like, you know, other pigs. <laughs> I'll give you a different Bravo program to watch and you'll have to break it down. Okay, sounds good. Something like that. <laughs> All right, keep me posted. I'll, like, talk to you. Okay. All right, All right everyone follow Ali Ashori. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much. All right, we'll talk. Okay, bye-bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're behind the Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.